So this is Aisha, your host. I have been with me today, Fatima. Welcome to today's episode of MomCast, a podcast all about parenting, lifestyle, and how moms are breaking down barriers. To keep up to date with what's coming up here with us and MomCast, be sure to follow us on Instagram at underscore MomCast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Let's get straight into it. All right, everyone, welcome to MomCast. Um, it's really, really lovely to have this episode with you guys. Um, of course, as usual, I have my wonderful co-host here, Fatima. And today we have a lovely guest today, um, and let's put a disclaimer out there based on some things that might be shared that she's my sister and we might have similar experiences or maybe very different experiences. We're yet to find out. But uh, to Misha and then Awa, you can quickly introduce yourself and we'll get started for today's topic. Well, hello everyone. I'm Hawa Huthman. I guess I didn't you Huthman. And yeah, I'm excited to be here today. And I'll add this I know she's a toddler mom of two. Mm, toddler mom of one, so, but mom of two, Sha boys so our table today is not as balanced as you know a couple of episodes um ago but we are still all mom of two different age very similar age group all right so i think in terms of years of so today's topic uh first is did you miss your or do you miss your life um before you became a mom (laughs) and i think this is one that without lies I think everyone is probably going to be on this table here with yeah, us. Yeah. Absolutely. I pushed my life um, away from my sister becoming mama. <laughs> and, um, and then we'll, we just want to see like the nuances that plays into this and how we are adjusting. As always, MomCast is, uh, is a podcast where we're open, we're free to share. It's like, you know, cup in hand, drive to work, just listen on how other moms are handling things, dealing with things. So um, let's get started. So if I must say, let me go first with the key things that I miss as a single person or pre-mom life. I'd say I thought I was um, financially knowledgeable, <laughs> but children have—they've thrown curveballs into mm-hmm. what that knowledge is. So now I'm re-strategizing and relearning what life looks like. And then the other part of it is, I miss the—I think I'm just going to bed now, and I can just jet off and go sleep without getting permission from multiple people that I'm sleeping now. <laughs> and, <laughs> Not having to do bedtime routine before that happens. So I'll tell you for now, those are the two key things that I miss. So if you both can share the two major things that you miss um, as a pre-mom person. We won't call it single. Uh, I mean, you're not single. I mean, you probably had a year after marriage or so before babies. So, But your pre-mom life. Well, for me, I definitely miss my sleep. Uh, I just feel like... Someone should just give me that three days for me to feel that way again. You know, like going to bed probably like 2 a.m. and probably wake up at 10 a.m. with nobody asking me any question, not worrying about 
breakfast because you know let's be let's be honest when you're single or before baby anytime is breakfast anytime is breakfast you wake up breakfast two o'clock breakfast you decide to wake up at 6 p.m it's still breakfast i don't care <laughs> you know you can decide to go in and get like cereal at 6 p.m I, I mean at 6 p.m and be like yes i'm having cereal all day today but since you have baby it's like nope now you are responsible for a lot of people. <laughs> so for me, the huge part of it is sleep. I I feel like I miss that part a lot. What about you, Hawa? Yes, I think first to, to, to your point of sleep, honestly, I thought I would miss my sleep more, but somehow I don't miss it as much. Like, no, trust me, I'm not getting a lot of sleep. I have a two-month-old. I'm definitely in the thick of not sleeping. But I think that part is still fine for me. What I miss the most pre baby um, is definitely being carefree. Like, mm. just being carefree. Anything I did, I kind of did for myself. Even, like, first year, I think we had a baby, like, almost two years after our wedding in 2020 not quite two years but almost two years and even then in those times it was just like my decisions were kind of just like mine like um I'm gonna go get my nails done I'm going to just go have brunch with my friends I'm gonna go my sister and I lived in the same apartment at that time I'm going to just go upstairs to Aisha and play with her kids like being carefree and that's even like just the normal part of being carefree I'm a warrior by nature, so that just kind of amplified after having children. I feel like I worry about everything. Aisha will attest to it. I'm like, my baby's rolling over. Is that too early? Does he have Tourette's? Does he have cerebral palsy? I am that mom. So I think that's what I miss the most about um, my life pre-baby. So I do miss my life pre-baby. I don't mourn it. Like, I can't envision life without my children, but oh, yeah, um, being able to be carefree, like just anything goes, nothing goes. My decisions weren't, they didn't feel as high stakes before baby. And now they're very high stakes. Is, is there a red dye in this thing? Is um, this on screen safe? Is um, are, like even just dropping my first um, son at school is like just the mental anguish of, oh God, I just pray that like nothing bad happens to him. Yeah, I think that's what I missed the most, being able so, to be carefree. I'm a little more intentional now. <laughs> so now that you have a baby, or maybe before your second baby, how do you feel about going out? Do you find yourself more indoor than outdoor? So if anyone knows my husband, you know that as much as we're home, <laughs> as much as we're homebodies, one thing about us as a family, and this is something I've had to learn from my husband, is that like the kids fit into our lives. So we modify our lives a lot because of the children, but a lot of times too, we try not to deny ourselves of the things we used to do prior. So we go out a lot, which is even, which can be stressful for me because now I'm packing kids. How are they going to be entertained? Blah, 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 blah. But yeah, so my going out, it has decreased only because I'm intentional about decreasing it, but not because I don't have the opportunity to like, luckily 
um, my husband is very like big on making sure I don't lose myself in this whole process of motherhood. So if I plan ahead of time and I tell him, oh, I'm going to hang out with Fatima, you know, or she's having a birthday party, I'm going to go without the kids. We can, a lot of times comes to like a consensus that he's going to watch. Well, not so much with my newborn because honestly, he's I mean, still kind of still, new. So yes. he's still like attached to me. But when it was just one, he was just, he was really, really down with watching him and I was able to do anything. Like when he was seven months, I went on a girl's getaway. Like I, I can go, I can travel and leave him. And I trust him as like a, a capable dad. Like he has everything under control. He has the routine yeah. down. So he's very hands-on. So, very, very hands-on and um, definitely steps up so that I can continue to give my best as a mom and as a wife. So I definitely appreciate him for that. Oh, okay. So... I think my own case about going out, I've never yeah. been the girl that loved to go out that much. I would rather okay. be inside. So now that I have babies, it's like, uh, yes, <laughs> you just had to it. So I'm like, <laughs> let's be honest, with me, I like when I start thinking about packing all this stuff, like prepping, okay, I'm going out. Yeah. And I'm prepping and it's like, Prepping for all these things. I'm already tired. Let me just stay home. I'll get on the I phone agree. and like, hello, I can't make it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Have so, you ever done that? Where you actually have told people I can't make it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Well, see, at the end of the day, it's still, it's still the fact that I'm more like an um, indoor kind of person. Okay. You know, it's it's not even it's just my personality to stay home and literally let everything happen around me than going out. Aisha, me and Aisha, we we've had this conversation so many times. How many vacations have you invited me to? And I turn it out. <laughs> and it's like almost a hundred percent of the time. <laughs> And it's, like, wow. and it's just about thinking about the packing. I mean, when I was single, you know, pre-baby, I can grab my bag, you know, 21 hour, one hour at the most, get in the shower, get everything done, and I'm on my way. But since you have baby, now you have to think about, yeah, should I put snack down? Oh, daddy, do you want the snack? And I'm kind of a person that I'm very, very worrisome. It's not even about the person washing my child. It's just about my own insecurity. Mm. It's just about me letting go and understand that someone else can actually wash this child except my, you know, apart from my husband. I have, like, very, very difficult in leaving my child alone with someone else for my husband. So now, if it's not around, what does that mean? I'm staying home with them. <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm wow. staying home. So, yes, that part, the part of me just getting up and making decision like 10 minutes before the time, like, okay, I can go, I won't go. I miss that part a lot. I really, really do miss that part. But it just doesn't help that personally I'm an indoor kind of girl. So, so you're spending more, t- more time indoors than, than usual because... Yes. There are other things that you have to figure I mean, out. If it was like 60% before with babies, now I'm at 99. Oh, wow. <laughs> but you know what? I think that brings me to how do you then keep your cup full to make sure that you're able to give your children your best because you've satisfied your own personal needs? I mean, 
so they do go to daycare. They go to daycare. And I think when they are daycare, that's when I try my best to like regroup and get my head in the right space and all that. Mm. It's just when it comes to like living one-on-one that I have issue with. It's not about the school. And I remember you've talked to me about this thing before when I had this conversation with you about me leaving my child with um, someone else. And you were like, <laughs> but you're not, you're not there at school. You don't know what's going on. You know, so why are you... I just, I just can't shake it off for some reasons that I don't know. So I'm here to listen to you guys to understand like how you get around with this thing, how you navigate around with it. So, I mean, uh, we're all, like I said, we're all products of our own experiences, right? So mm-hmm. your fear, I don't think your fear is just something that came up to you. There are things that you probably experienced. Oh yeah, oh, yeah definitely. Um, and how often you feed into the insecurity because you for sure, I get so many things from you that I'm like, nope, I'm blocking it off. <laughs> I'm not listening to it. I remember I would say, I would send a lot, I would send something to Asha, she'll be like, hey. <laughs> and these are the things that, because social media has its positive um influence, but there's a lot of negativity that comes with it, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah. It's like, yeah. now and my insecurity is like, so much. Yeah. So for me, um, I think learning to teach your children to be, you know, independent and be self-aware uh, and, and looking more so for coping mechanisms for, you know, God forbid something is to happen. How are you to handle it? How are you to communicate it? What are the, you know, what's the max that you can go? What's the range? I think that's a better way. But again, like I said, I'm speaking from my own personal experiences and where my limits are versus, you know, how heightened your fear and concern is for leaving your children behind. But as long as you're catering to your personal self-care, uh, I don't think there's a um, there's a full one way to, to fix uh, all of this. But um, as we were talking about that, I'm not sure if we've mentioned um, relationship. How as having children, um, how has that changed your relationship with your spouse? Have you seen a negative, a positive? Uh, Do you feel more empty? Do you feel like there's something else that needs to be nurtured? Or are you both just now learning um, each other? Um, I I think that's loaded. And I don't think there's like an easy answer. Um, I think... For me, I've definitely seen my husband step up. He's an amazing dad. Um, but I do think there are other parts of me that, like, motherhood can be lonely regardless of who you have around you. So I think even though he tries to, like, do his fair share, he's very hands-on um, with the kids, I, I, there's a part of it that it just changes you forever. So I don't know. And obviously that, like, plays into our marriage as well and... You just have to navigate your new normal. I, I think we're constantly doing that. And I we go into like a rhythm with our new normal with being parents of one. And now we're still trying to find that balance. Like what's our new normal being parents of two? I'm back at the gym now that I've had my clearance. And so this means that he has to watch a newborn by himself with the toddler every weekend because he works during the week. I kind of take on taking care of the kids during the week more. And so 
I have to work out on the weekends, but he also likes to work out on the weekends. And is in him making those sacrifices, I guess that makes it bearable. But that's not to say that we don't have our tensions or that we don't have our disagreements or that we're not trying to just navigate what does this mean, particularly because we don't have any external help right now. So definitely... It's complicated. I don't think there's an easy answer. There's the positives. I won't say negatives, but I'll just say new norms mm. that maybe I'm not so fond of. Okay. <laughs> so what about what about emotional wise, emotionally? Do you think your husband now focus on the children more than you? Because honestly, in my case, I say this all every time. It's it's just different. Honestly, you can call me jealous again. It's okay. You can do that. My daughter is like the boss in the house. And anything she says, for some reasons, goes. It's like, oh, hello, wow. I'm here. You met me before. This girl, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, so honestly. Oh, okay, girl thing. I'm a boy mom. So... Maybe. <laughs> no, but let's put it out there. She's also the one that's getting surprise here, surprise there. We oh. we see it. Constant throwing of surprises. Wow. Look so at that. Don't be here trying to hack like <laughs> my little girl is taking the shine. Well, if you see, okay, so you saw the video, right? Who was what there was with me? Are we talking about? He said, "What was there for me?" <laughs> who no? Who was there with me? Oh, who okay. was there? Mariah was right in front of me the entire time. Yeah, I was like, are you still in my thunder girl? <laughs> <laughs> well, but, honestly, I, I think that's that's just um one of the parts also that I miss before, you know, pre-baby. Um being able to like call my my husband now, like call and add the attention to myself mm. without without any like um distraction i mean it's a very very good feeling to know that your husband is there for your children and everything because a lot of people are out there that doesn't have this luxury of a thing you know yeah and it's just so sad however sometimes i be like you know can you imagine your husband coming back from work and you there telling your husband like hey welcome and your husband walks straight to the person over there carrying them again and you just standing there like someone just, hello, I am here. Hello. Like two minutes later, hello, I'm still here. The, the attention shift, and I'll say, this, I'll say this cautiously, the attention shift, I don't mind it. Um, because oh, I, I'm, someone I that, mind. I'm someone that likes to be in my like, little bubble, little oh. corner anyway. I'm your sister because I am not the... I am not the person that when you come, unless it's like a true surprise that I didn't know you were coming home. I'm not the person that I'm like, oh my gosh, hug me, hug me. Mm -mm." I'm the person that I'm like, oh no, 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 no. You can keep the hug. I'm the person that... (laughs) You You can keep the hug because if I've been home with both kids, you can have them while I go and decompress somewhere i'm not clamoring that likeness is what i even like just go to your children you know i've kept them alive what about physical God. compassion just coming in and seeing how tired you are sometimes you just need someone to hug no <laughs> so i'm not 
I'm like, maybe I'm like touch averse. <laughs> I, I think for me, the way my husband and I connect is when the kids are like in bed and we can truly just have like adult conversations, even if we're just like gossiping, just, you know, sending each other yeah, memes, watching. We like have so many shows that we watch together doing that. That's how we connect. But I'm not looking for that immediate. You're, I'm not that person. <laughs> I'm literally not like. So I'm what about coming like, in hey, and babe. just be like, just be like, hey, how are you doing? What's going on? Are you tired? I, no, I, 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 you can be asking that question and passing the baby. It's like. Yeah, I'm tired. Hug me. Get your baby too. Well, you know, where you are with it. Right? Maybe this is something that I need to improve on that will help my marriage and make me a better person as a, a better wife. Um, it's just not something we've done historically, even before kids. Like, I'm not I like think everyone's language. Everyone's language yeah. of compassion is mm -hmm. different as well, right? Yeah. So some people yes. want to just be heard. Some people want you to see that they're in a struggle right now and say, I shall just disappear. Just go take your time. That is me. Exactly. Yeah, my husband so, comes and he's texting me like, babe, I'm in the city. Should I bring home anything? And I'm like, yeah, bring home that like, you know, um, Indian taco thing that I like with macarons. And he brings it home. And he comes and he takes the kids from me. It's like, don't worry. I got bedtime from this moment. Because it usually comes in between bedtime or maybe I'm trying to like clean the kitchen or something. And it's like, don't worry. I got it. You have met all of my needs. Like, oh. I, but if you come and then you're just like, maybe doing your thing, I'm just like, I feel like I'm in this by myself. I like spiral out of control. <laughs> but yeah, so that's, that's just me. Like me being able to, I think me being able to like hug him and truly, I do ask how his day is and stuff like that, but that's after like, I don't have the distraction of the kids. Otherwise, I'm thinking of what's next, what's next, what's next. If the kids are awake, then they need to be asleep. If they're asleep, then um, is my son, I just call him H, because I didn't even talk to his dad. So I don't know if he wants us. People that know me know his name, so you guys know his <laughs> name. But but I did not talk to Mr. Hood. So we said baby, we said toddler H and baby A. <laughs> okay. I don't know. You don't know. I, I you know. I can't. I can't. Yeah. So uh, again, <laughs> learning and knowing how your house works is the first recipe to success in any marriage, in any relationship. Really knowing what the other person wants. So yeah, we we are very welcoming of baby A and baby A. Yeah. So anyway, is H H ready for bed? Is he is his school bag ready? Blah. When when all of those things are in place. I can truly unwind and be my best wife. Then I want to hear about everything that happened at work. And my husband is my best friend in that sense. And he likes to gist. So he's going to tell me, Abake, I've had this kind of day, blah, 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 blah. But I can't really focus and give him that safe space unless everything else around me is controlled. So typically I'm not like a type A like Aisha, but when it comes to like the kids and running of the house, everything just needs to be in place. And then... We can, we can discuss. I think. Yes, I don't. I won't even say that I'm missing it because all these things you guys are saying, I'm like, ah, okay, maybe I'm supposed to be missing it, <laughs> but I'm not. <laughs> so honestly, after a twelve-hour shift, the first thing I want to do when I come in is, oh, hi, kids, how are you guys doing? Most of the time, not hundred percent of the time. Most of the time, they've had dinner before I walk in, and I'm heading into the shower. I take a long time in the shower. As a matter of fact, my toddler asked me, 
oh, so how come your shower is quick today? This was a, on a day that I was not working. And Whoa. I was like, well, I'm fine. She was like, no, well, on days that you come back from work, your shower is a lot longer. I was like, yeah, because my shower space on those days <laughs> is the place where I let it go. <laughs> let it all go. Let it go. So I see. Okay, so I guess it's the reverse. I'm looking at it from the perspective of I'm at home all the time now, mm-hmm. right? When I was working, how is it when I come back? I think I just come back and it's the same. If we, he's never been home with both kids and I've been at work because I'm still on maternity leave. But when he's just with HH, when I come back, he's also ready to pass the baby on to me so oh. that he can do other things. So that's just how we navigate. So as soon as I come back, well, okay, I try to give him rice. You know, it is. I give him French fries. You know, it is. Well, go and figure it out. And I figure it out. And so I settle the baby. So even me, my drive time is usually my time where I gain clarity, sanity, peace. I listen to the podcast that I want. If it's music, maybe call. I'm not a big phone person, but call the people that I do talk to. And then once I'm home, I jump right back into mommy mode. And again, my goal, so that we can both have peace of mind and sanity and this marriage can survive is to get the kids to sleep. You guys are not talking about getting the kids to sleep. I live, my, my entire motherhood is dedicated to getting my children to sleep. She has it down to the tea. We, we should invite you. you for bedtime routine. That's going to be I a know. whole different topic because she I has know, this down we fall, to... we fall out of routine all the time, but most of the time when I'm on the phone with Aisha, it's always... This so-and-so is about to go to bed. So-and-so is about to go to bed. Everything leads towards bedtime so that I can truly be a good one. Because <laughs> yeah, if they're sleeping, the world is normal. I'm back to, like, me pre-baby. That's how I see it. Yeah, but you I'm see, the difference me. is that for you, you can do that. For me, um, I go to bed so early that once it's bedtime for the kids, it's bedtime for me, Right? The only moment I can say that I get for myself is when I wake up, which my children are also early risers. So before you know it, like they'll probably meet me in the kitchen. I'm trying to, you know, get ready for the day. And you hear things like, oh, I thought we were going to have snuggle time because they expect to come from their room, still meet me in bed and have some mm-hmm. snuggle time. Yeah. But no, we're both up early. So we just roll back into, into the process. But I think in my... In terms of trying to stay sane is that I think I've mastered it to a level of comfort to just be numb to like children, lack of a better word, shenanigans, right? They want to toss things. They want to throw things. They want to shout. They want to yell. Everyone is saying, oh my God, what's happening? And I'm like, it is fine. Because if if there's a mental clog in my head, I'm not the best person to be around and I'm not my productive self. So the only way to do it is to not have mental jam in my brain. If if I get rid of all the mental jam, it's almost like even being in a cluttered space. If my space is cluttered, mm-hmm. I cannot think clearly. If my sink is packed, I'm I'm a little bit more irritated. If, you know, you're visiting me and, you know, things are like out of my norm, you'll probably see me grabbing it all the time. I've had people say, I show you, you're always cleaning. No, it's not the cleaning muscle that I want to have a clear mental space. Right, exactly, which is why the kids need to sleep. See, when they're yelling, <laughs> I can't tune them out. Because how can you not, how can you tune out, you are unable to tune out a dirty thing. What you do is you clean it. You're unable to tune out a dirty, like, living room, even a disheveled living room, right? You fold blankets, you do everything. It's the same way I see children. I can't just... How, okay, I guess my question to you is, how do you 
like handle everything else, but the kids, you actually have the ability to tune them out. Because the only way to tune them out is that they're actually quiet. And the only way they're actually quiet, unless I give them Valium or something, is to get them to sleep. No, because I see it as, when, as long as they're not doing something so harmful, as long as they're not doing something harmful, it's explorative play. And they continue to explore and explore and find themselves. This was this was what we did as children, right? I was like, mom trying to apply us with like, thank God I am a witness to your childhood. <laughs> Because oh my god, I'm loving this. <laughs> because one thing you know is when you hear footsteps that mommy is coming back, or Aunt Malala is coming back, or in our later years, daddy is coming back, is that the living room or wherever we were playing is prim and proper, even if it takes five seconds, everything is back to its original way, and we've mastered it to a T. Everything is back in its place. It's like everyone place. has a role wow. before, before the door opens. And you, yes, you and that's what you're saying. Like, you're saying, like, oh, it's explorative, explorative play. But how I'm saying it is, I'm also now going through the anxiety of my space is actually dirty and not dirty because I don't think kids are like dirty in that sense unless they're spilling things, but like disorganized. And that's going to like. Really. So as they are shouting and playing and everything is getting disorganized, the chair is being pushed from one corner to the end of the other room. <laughs> I have to tame them. I can't tame the furniture. There's only one thing that can be tamed. And the that children. one thing is and the what other is, way is honestly bedtime. <laughs> and that's what I'm about to say. You you see you're jumping the gun. What I'm also gonna say <laughs> is that as much as much as I don't want people to be listening to this podcast because now I'm talking like okay maybe we're just on a phone call. People <laughs> listening to this podcast, I don't want us to think like I just want my kids to sleep all the time. They do not sleep all the time. A disclaimer: they have a full life that's very active and very you know wholesome. Is that I also really dedicate myself to playing with them, which is why I can multitask. Like if you. Like you asked if we could do this yesterday, I'm like, it's not gonna work because I already can see what my day looks like, and it didn't look like anything could happen because my children are not gonna be sleeping and they're not gonna be playing, and that's the thing. So, when it's not bedtime, I feel their days we're gonna do activities, I'm gonna sit on the floor, we're going to you know build straight tracks, I'm going to take you to your playroom, we're going to work on puzzles. We're like, I really try to even now, I'm like driving to like parks around we're doing a lot of those things just so that we can get the energy out if i'm involved in the play then it's fine but i can't be like how aisha does where she's having like a serious meeting and the house is just in chaos in the background and she's just like yes yeah, so guys for it cracked today we're gonna do this i can't do that go, guys. so now that my children are a bit older what that's translated into is that they can play with each other they know how loud they can get and then I think also now when they play, and I'm not sure if you seen them in a little bit older phase, is that they don't they don't play the kind of play that you like the living room is upside down type of thing, or their play area is a complete you know the chair is on the opposite end, and yeah maybe maybe little Lego blocks all over the floor, maybe just the pillows on the floor. Those are quick pickups, right? But it's not that you know the entire carpet is shifted over, so. As it walked, maybe to some extent. And that's one of the ways I'm managing the sanity post modern. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to do a quick gear shift because this one pains me. How are we managing <laughs> finances as mothers? 
Wait, who holds the budget card in the house? <laughs> Both of you, you need to answer that. But then how has children or having children changed your financial management capacity um, mm-hmm. since now that you're here? Well, no. Go ahead, I'll, I'll let Fatima go. No, you go, you go. <laughs> well, for my... Okay, so the thing is, in my house with the... Um, my husband is very good at that. So I let I let him handle it. Because pre-baby, I used to be the girl that would go to the um, store and just bring out my card and swipe. I mean, I, did, I, I mentioned it earlier. Uh, literally, I can have cereal for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It doesn't even matter, you know? I love cooking. When someone is around, I can be in the kitchen all day. I love cooking. But when it's just me, there's something about me with cooking. When I cook and there's nobody there to like eat with me, it just doesn't feel nice, you know. So yeah. when I was single pre-baby, I'll I'll just go out, swipe my card and all that. Then we have baby and my husband was like, We're not going to continue with this habit of going outside to and plan to buy something worth of $20. And we are here spending $100. We <laughs> have <Yeah>, babies. <laughs> and then it just took like some conversation and some reasoning moment. Like, listen, the kids are going to need some stuff. They are going to need this. If you just keep buying things that you don't even need, it will just fall, you know, now you have people that you're responsible for. You you taking care of this family. You have this. You have that. You know, even though it's like um back then it was like two two incomes. You know, mm-hmm. it still it's it still takes a lot if one person is being reckless and the other one is yep. being good. Yeah, so it has to come from from both sides. So honestly, I actually miss that part too because now anytime I want to buy something, I always think about like. Do I need it? Do I not need it? Um, sometimes I give myself like one week to two weeks. If I still, if the, if the thoughts still come back to my head, like, oh yeah, what about this thing that then I know that I need it. Mm. But after two weeks and I didn't remember, yeah, that, I don't need it. That means I don't need it. So that's I, just for me. I love the Amazon, Amazon wish list and Amazon mm-hmm. thing for later. <laughs> oh. before you answer our i think for me (laughs) is that i think i'm disciplined so much that if i want something for myself i can easily tell myself no i can tell myself delayed gratification i can tell myself if it's not in the budget now you're not doing it but when it comes to what the kids need there's Mm. almost no two parts of my brain that's objectively thinking about it is that if they need it they're getting it and I don't know if I'm trying to compensate for something, but I don't like how it's affecting the bottom line, which is why I'm saying that. <laughs> like, if they want to go on a vacation, yes, we are going on that vacation. Yeah, and should you should you actively think about it, which is what I'm kind of alluding to today, is that if you have financially, if, you, if you're disciplined financially for yourself, like individually, you should also be able to then translate that into how you manage your kids' finances. Um, again, for the betterment of the children, but our... <laughs> well, so you said they need it, they, they're getting it and you're trying to restructure that. But if they need it, then they need it. 
I know, but you know how the category of how you classify the priority of need is also a mental state, right? Is that I might think that they need to have three versions of something to make my life easier, but do they really need three versions? For example, um, lunch boxes. Do we need three versions of lunch boxes to make my life easier? Or do I just feel like, oh, it'll be nice to have? So they're like a lot of nice to have that are shifting into there's a need. And I think yeah. in those areas and Amazon, you're not paying me enough to spend this much with you. <laughs> what about toys? Oh, are you the kind of parent that will be like, okay, um, we have one toy that you're going to play with and that will be it. Or you have three, three toys is enough. And after we're done with this three, we're going to like take it out and get another three. Or you're the type that just buy it and put it there and let the kid go there. Because honestly, I have a shopping <laughs> shopping setup for my kids. They have the mini basket. They go in there, they get it. That's what they play wow. with. Yeah, literally. I mean, not 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 mostly me. It's mostly my husband buying all the stuffs. Like it can caution me on buying stuff that I need or not need that I want because it's not financially okay to spend something like that on something like this, you know. But for some reasons, my husband will go out and literally find like cars, Barbie doll, and we'll get it. And it's like we have like five Barbie dolls at home. Like, hello, what's going on? Wow. The other day, my, my daughter was walking on the street with, uh, with him. And me and my son were coming behind. And my, my daughter saw a sticker of Baby Yoda on a car. Baby Yoda? Baby Yoda. Oh, okay. Um, okay, okay. I know Baby Yoda. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And literally on a, a sticker on the car. And my daughter was like, ah, Baby Yoda. Oh my God, I love Baby Yoda. Guess what comes in, in the mail? Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So it's like that part, it doesn't care about splurging, you know, buying all the stuff. But mm. the rest is like very tight. Like to listen, the team. We have to be on, yeah, we have to be on point. But when it comes to the so, kids' toys, it's different. So I don't know. So for us, before very recently we had different accounts and then we decided that we're going to actually be adults that are married and have a joint account so yes my husband is the high earner um he's not the sole earner in the house but he definitely <laughs> brings on the bacon you know and <laughs> i know why you laughing <laughs> you know the feminist me has to like throw that in there <laughs> <laughs> but i i think i'm definitely like the budgeter for the family i don't even know if that's a word but i'm the one that puts like the like a a figure on what we're going to spend on each category because my husband is also an accountant by profession but it's like how doctors make the worst patients use that analogy like my husband is a spender is a negotiate spend that he will spend um he's more prudent now and honestly he's not always buying for himself but he's like a person that likes to spend for convenience so no we're not going to mow our own lawn 
um, we're going to get someone to do it. We're not going to, like, he spends for convenience in that way. So I've had to definitely, we've had to put some some safeguards in place. When it comes with, you know, to the kids, we just give them a monthly budget. We don't exceed that monthly budget. And that monthly budget also includes their diaper. When my first one was on formula, things like that. And his budget was 300. Anything that was going to go over 300, we cannot spend it. And honestly, half of the time, we never even made it to that 300. He doesn't need that much every single month. He buys like maybe 10 clothing items in a season. And he wears the same thing over and over and over again. And then we move on to another season. And when it comes to toys, because, and even though I'm losing the battle, because I'm also like clutter averse. And I think it's because like a big part of my childhood was very cluttered. Like, I don't know why, but I don't like clutter as well. We're very intentional about the toys. So we don't go out to buy toys. We don't go and buy toys. What we do is that we have a toy subscription program, not like, yeah, a toy subscription that we're a part of. So every three months we get a new set of toys and that's what we play with until the next three months, until the next three months. And I just wrote the toys out. <laughs> yes, love every, let me just plug it here in case they want to give me free toys. But I get my love every subscription and it's $40 a month, which oh, wow. may seem a lot because it's 120 every three months, right? But when I think about it, that's like what I spend on coffee or whatever I'm spending my own money on. So for him, and these are quality toys that are also curated based on like his his growth, like where he's supposed to be, like is like developmentally appropriate. And so um it teaches practical life skills. He likes to like mop when I'm mopping, I don't mop actually I like when my husband is mopping. So <laughs> I do everything but I don't mop. I yeah I don't like mopping. I just I think it's disgusting. But when I'm sweeping, he likes to sweep, so he'll get a little broom. And it's really that thing, honestly, and they're not even paying me. It's like genius because every time that my son has some sort of interest, when I open the next box, it's in there. Like when he was interested in like keys, that one is sorry for another day. Like, and I, he locked himself in the car. I had a panic attack. I thought I died and went to hell. But I came back. It was okay. He figured out a way to open it. Literally, I received the box like two days after that. It had actual keys in there. And it's because you're like, you know, thinking of what they typically are into at this age. And so it's nice. And these are things that I won't have to buy for our second son. I'm actually going to cancel the subscription because I have all these toys. No, 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 no. Because I have all these toys from before that my son is not going to use. And I put them right back in the box. So when it reaches that, like, age, I'll just bring it out and I set up the play area and stuff like that. Now... We have times that we splurge, which is like around his birthday. He's into like trucks, excavators. I think we bought like three and that was the end of it. And so that's how we handle toys in this house. Okay. A bit of the finance. Let's go back to... And and we I think we spoke about this a little bit. In terms of... And I mentioned loneliness as a mom. In terms of your circle, your friends, your siblings... What are the things that you miss the most pre-parenthood that you wish you could have? Sleeping in the same bed as my sister. I miss Aww. that so much. <laughs> I'm not going to get emotional, but... Oh, my God! My, my, my husband is my best friend, but my sister is, like, my first best friend. And we fight a lot. Maybe not as much now, but 
But I think that's what I miss the most. Just my sister being in close proximity. Somehow, after we got married, we were also living together. So it felt like I had two homes. I can go upstairs. When I had my first child in the pandemic, I literally would be like, Aisha, and mind you, I'm on like maternity leave. I'll be like, Aisha, um, I can't bathe him. So this is your thing to do. And she would just bathe him. Sometimes I'm like, he has poops. I don't feel like changing. Like literally, but in a way where like, we're not infringing on each other. It's never like, oh my gosh, how are you? You need to know. Because even when she had her son, he was like all of our like first son. We all just like mm-hmm. took care of him and did crazy. We like experimented with Z for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> um, so I missed that part. So pre-wedding... And, I mean, you two, um, you two yeah, are pretty that. close. You two are really, really close. We, like, we are. If it, I'm, I, I said this, like, I think I've said this, like, a couple of times, too. Like, <laughs> if you, if you're in the middle of this, too, you feel like you're Todd Willing. <laughs> like, literally. <laughs> we have some, we have some, like, why am I even here? You'll be like, why am I even no, here? <laughs> no, we don't make people feel like that, do we? No, 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 no. It's just the way you guys finish each other's sentences. It's like, once we get into it it's a bit hard to rewind that clock but i think that's one of the things that i really do miss too um i do appreciate the moment now of i think i'm learning more so to identify my weaknesses because i've always just found the balance like if there's something that i'm really bad at i always get it covered and i think it's vice versa but now that it's just, there's no, and I still do a lot of calling, a lot of texting, a lot of like, what do you think? I'm realizing, wow, you thought you got that figured out, but you actually do not. So there's a lot of now realizing and I guess growing into this new person. Um, I wouldn't say it's it's permanent that we're going to be this far for so long. I don't know what's going to happen, but I just always feel that. I just always feel like that. But coming to you, Fatima. What in terms of friendship, sisterhood, familyhood, <laughs> that's a word. Um, what do you miss the most before becoming a mom outside your husband that you wish you can get back and how are you balancing it now? So for me, I do miss um I don't really have a lot of friends, but I do miss my friends. So Aww. yeah, I do because there are some things in life that you have to be together in need to actually understand that person. Mm-hmm. So when I have my daughter, when I, when I give birth to my daughter, she become my priority that some, at some point I was feeling like I'm losing my friends, you know, like mm. what is going on? Even though I don't go out, these people will still be on the phone with me, you know, like we'll talk and all that. Then I realized like, most of the time when I'm talking to them, one of the reasons why I'm losing them is because I'm talking about diapers and these people don't even understand diapers. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm, talking about, I'm talking about formulas. I'm here talking about, oh, should I do this one? Oh, they said um, this one has some magnets in it and it's just on the phone. They're like, okay. They don't have any reason to like, they don't understand. So yeah. from there, we started losing like communication. Now, let me say this. One of my friends that we used to talk back then before baby, pre-baby, she recently had a baby. The baby is like a year, going to two years now. And I'm going to tell you one thing. It felt like we never miss anything. 
Wow. Now we're back talking. Now we have things in common again. And now we are talking like full. So sometimes it's just take um being there at the same level for you to have to keep that same relationship. Now, with that being said, Aisha, you have um your your baby, your first baby is older than our first baby. Do you think there is do you think that imparted you guys' relationship? When I became a mom, she became a mom. Yeah, it literally brought us closer because actually what happened was um, when she was living in Rawway, I was still living in work with my parents and I wasn't married quite yet and then she had just gotten married and then by the time I got engaged and had my nikai and everything, I was then living with my husband in West Orange. And so we were far apart, like literally... And she started her PhD DMP program. And what would bring us together was Ikra. Like I made it, I put it on the calendar. I was come every Monday. I still have the notification on my phone every day. I'll come every Monday because we need to talk about Ikra. Because otherwise it didn't make sense to be driving almost 40 minutes to railway every single time. So by the time she had her first baby was also around we had just moved in into the same apartment and that wasn't intentional we just couldn't find anything within our budget and that met like our criteria and her apartment was open it was just like serendipity and we moved in so literally when she became a mom we got so much closer because it was my baby like she could want to take a nap and bring the baby to me yeah right like or I would just go to down, literally, we were five doors away. I would just go there. She could be in the room. I'll just be with the baby. Like, we just did a lot together. Like, even when she was on maternity leave, she would be following me to work. Like, she would put the baby in the car seat, and I would have to go give lectures um, and, like, do, like, nursing education, and she would be in the car. Not doing anything, just in the car, feeding the baby, changing diaper, twisting, and that was, that was it. So, Ah, you guys actually brought I us need so to close ask together. mom and dad a question. There is something about you guys that keeps talking about being, being we twins. We are meant to be twins. Yeah, you guys are meant <laughs> to be twins. It is not. <laughs> no, and honestly, it worked. There was no, there was no question in it. But I think our husband also, we need to give them some credit there. In that, yes. Oh yeah. They were just very open to receiving it. There's so many times that our husband will come and say, ah. I try. This is just how you do. You just sit down. You take that out. Let's go, and that's mm. it. Up we are. We are all going. Uh, so yeah. those little moments, which was when we moved, we knew it was going to be a big shift. We're still figuring out this shift because I still miss my babies. <laughs> but Aww. and and that's part of what. So I give them the opportunity to say, you know what, this is someone you can trust. If you cannot come to me with anything, you can always go to our. And I know that she would guide you right. And they don't have a phone, but the only call they can make from their tablet is going out to this person. So there are times that you say, oh, I spoke with him yesterday. And I'm like, you did? Because <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> and it was that, yeah, he had a moment where he was very emotional. He was crying because you wouldn't listen to him. We we're talking about emotional intelligence. And he was looking for someone to talk to. And I'm always appreciative that he has someone that he knows that I have vetted somehow <laughs> that he can call, he can talk to, and that he will be fine. So. Yeah, I miss that pretty, pretty. But our last episode or so, and I don't, I don't know what sequence this will be. We mentioned that this whole parenthood is a journey on its own, and that 
this is a phase that would there will be another shift where the kids are older and maybe a lot of finding yourself would have been completed or maybe you're starting a whole new phase and you look back and say I'm really really appreciative of this time that I thought I was missing out on something you are truly something but you're gaining something else that's true but do you ever consider maybe also resenting that time because my husband and I were just having this conversation, like, we have to go back to dating each other. In the oh, pandemic, yeah. we actually dated each other. Like, we had date nights every week inside, but we always made fun. Like, we'll say it's sushi night, we'll pick up sushi or whatever was open or available. And we would, after, like, the baby had gone to bed for a few hours, we would actually have date. And it involved, like, actually dressing up, throwing up a little bit of makeup, like, you know, whatever to make me look presentable. And even him, he would like change his outfit. And we, we used to do that. As he grew older and older where he can interact with us, we stopped doing that. But our saving grace in like the first two years of his life was that we had a nanny. And then since then, we haven't had one. And so I'd say since January of last year, we've just been in survival mode. It's like we're doing everything and we're no longer dating. So we went on our baby moon. And we're like, oh my gosh, this is what it feels like to just be us. Like, just us. Like, even though I was wobbling, I was eight months pregnant, just wobbling all over the place like a ducky, we were like, just us. <laughs> like, like, it was dog. just... <laughs> it was just us, but like, <laughs> he was with my parents, and it was really nice. Only two nights away, we were in New York, in case, you know, my paranoid mommy brain needs to come back home immediately, but... It was just us. And so since then, we were actually able to really reconnect for a significant period of time. I can tell now that there's also a little bit of shift now that the baby is actually here. Right? But in that time period, we were like 2015, Hawa and Idris were like back on track. We were in sync. And there's no denying that we just haven't been courting and dating each other. Like we're just doing things. We're keeping the ball rolling. And so now we're really intentional about like we have to go out at least once a month. It hasn't happened yet, but I think like literally like this month, we've been saying we have to go out. We have to go out because you're right, Aisha, the kids will grow older. They will move on to college. They will do whatever they need to do in life, explore the world, become their own like, you know, adults. And then what's left would have grown apart because our whole world was centered around them. Yeah. All, everything we do is about them. And so, yeah, don't just be in survival mode. It, I don't know. I'm not, you know, I haven't really implemented what I said about like dating my husband, but I can definitely tell that there's a shift in how we connect when we're not, when we're not intentional about like, just spending alone time. Like it was literally to the point where we're like, even before, um, I became pregnant with the second baby. Why didn't we just take one day off work, the same day together, when HH is in daycare, mm -hmm. and then we can just spend the whole day? It was, like, mind-blowing. We never thought about it. Like, we would have just had one day together. We don't have to pay for flight or anything. Just drop the boy in school or daycare or whatever sure. and just do what we like to do. Like, even if it's wintertime, go somewhere that's warm, go to the museum, things that we like to do. It never occurred to us, but I've said, even going back to work now, at least once every two months, I'm going to have to take a random day off. And he's going to, even if it's half a day, just so that we can connect before picking the kids up or whatever and becoming a family again. Intention. I don't know. I hear, 
connect. Fatima, what do you do to connect with 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 your lovely husband? Well, um, luckily, right now, <laughs> I go to school full time, so husband travels, and when he's back, he's back. Like maybe like for two three days, he's home. So, which means when the kids are at daycare, we have like that little time. You know, if I'm not in school, if I'm not in class. Um, however, if I'm in school and there's something about there's something about us, we are, we are always on the phone together. Oh, yeah, we're always on the phone when it's when I'm, I no 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 when he's working in in New Jersey when he travels. So literally, when he's out of work, he will call me, just like um, where you get out of work. At the same place, you know, you come back home, then you talk, you get mm-hmm. to see each other. I mean, we do have our little ups and downs on the phone. It's so funny. It's like, why are you going off on the phone, you know? So it still feel like, um, you know, it's here. So we do have our time. We talk, we go on about life. And when it's around, sometimes he tries to like, okay, let's go out. Let's go out dinner. We shouldn't put the part. I'm waiting for her to put the part that he goes to class with her. Yes, it does. Yeah, it does, it does. I mean it's been to class with me, like and it'll be like an whole day stuff, you know, like when I'm Wow. Yeah, all day. Like you'll be there. Even though it will annoy me most of the time, but like <laughs> listen to your teacher. He will be in class with me, literally with my professor. When I have like large meeting um class, he will be in class sitting right there beside me. And now that he's there, he will be the one to tell me, listen to your professor. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Like, Dude, like, you like boyfriend, girlfriend. That's so yeah, can you look at you leave, please? Oh, <laughs> uh, but that's really so cute. Yeah, it's interesting not go to any class with you. You're on your own. The most that I'm getting because I think that part I am yeah, spoiled. It's a drop of a pickup, you know. I I I'll get any long distance. I mean, my husband does. He offers to like do drop off and pick up, but. Listen, the kids. My husband what about the kids? also not take you anywhere. <laughs> you, you. <laughs> there was a time that we had like just one car. You are welcome to have the car. He would rather be home the whole time. He's not going to be on anybody's schedule. If it's not that we're spending dedicated time together, he doesn't like ride that long. Let's all come and be following each other. No. Unless we're like going on a road trip, road trip it's different. But if it's like, oh, I'm going here, can you just drop me and pick? No, can you just drive? I will stay home. It okay. doesn't. So pre babies, right? Pre babies, and decide that with me and my husband, we don't we don't club. You know, we don't do all that. However, with my own indoor kind of girl behavior or personality, when I'm driving. I drive safe. Let's let's just put that out. But when I'm driving, my music is all the way up. I'm that kind of person. Yes, I'm blasting it that the neighbor from the neighbor and neighbor and neighbor are hearing me with my window down. Oh my god! With you my are the person wind- I'm giving side eye to. <laughs> 
I'm blasting it. And here comes my husband. He doesn't like that. He doesn't like it. <laughs> so anytime he's in, sometimes it would take me a little bit of, you know, like buttering him up. Like, be like, yeah, put it to 50%, of, you know. <laughs> so that's that's just my, and I still I still do that still now. It's not even, I still do that. Um, not, 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 not as often as back then, you know, pre-baby. Cause now when I drop the kids off at school and I have like maybe some errands to do, that's when I turn it up. Like let's jam into bass and listen to music. <laughs> she's like, and I turn, like, she said, I turn it up. <laughs> <laughs> Research, oh there God. are scientific studies that says that music actually has a way that your, your, the wiring of gives music a certain way. So it's also one of the ways that they use to help people in recovery because we tend to pick up on music. It tends to, it, it just does something to our body and that, you know, feeling. what I hear is women that are taking time to cater to their own personal needs. And I think, I think that's just so beautiful to see. We can really get caught in the moment of just being either transactional with our spouses, transactional with people mm-hmm. that are super around us, um, or even just get in the flow of, you know, we're just going to do this. We're going to drop off the kid. We're going to put them to bed. We're going to do this. And there's nothing in, in, in between that's just for you. So if it's blasting music, yeah. <laughs> if, it's, if it's long showers, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Staying there for like 30, 40, one hour. If there's any takeaway from this, there are things we miss. There are things that we're learning. There are things that we know that we can for sure do better. And I think we're being cognizant of how this translates into the future so that we don't have a regrettable 18, 18 year period, <laughs> so to say. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah was just we were just mom right so um i, I think the and I'll, I'll go ahead and give their own advice for moms and let's take a one touch step back that there are some mothers that are through motherhood by themselves and don't even can talk that and this might not resonate with them in terms of yes. how we are handling things and there's probably another way that they're doing it and we're all open to hearing what that looks like we like to keep everything balanced but um, my one advice uh, is that be self-aware and take time for yourself. Yeah. I think my takeaway or, you know, whatever I want people to, or moms, to, to take away is that you, this is always going to be new for you. Even if you've been a mom for six years, this is now the first time that you're a mom to a six-year-old. This is the first time that you're a mom to a seven-year-old and all of and everything that that entails. So give yourself grace. Mm. And I think, like I said in the beginning of this episode, what I missed m- the most, you know, even beyond the connection with the husband and all of this thing, is just being able to be carefree. And it's because there's this pressure to be the perfect mom. Like you, you want to make sure that you didn't miss anything. You want to be the mom that you needed as a child or wh- whatever shortcomings that your mom had. You want to make sure that you feel that way. You don't, yeah, you fill that void with your, with your, with your own kids. So just continue to give yourself grace. And this is for me as well, is that my kids can be perfect. My kids are going to be making noise. They're going to be disruptive. It is normal. There's no amount of monastery that's going to make them like perfect because they are children. This is the time to do it. And give and in giving yourself that grace, you also start to feel less guilty of, you know, I'm not big on screen time. 
But if you need to watch TV because I need to cook and I can deal with one more iota of your noise and your whining, you will be watching that TV and I feel no remorse for it, right? So oh, yeah. it's giving yourself giving yourself that grace so that you don't end up just losing yourself in this, in this throes of motherhood. And to also find other mom supports. You were right, um, Fatima, when you said that there are just some things that people who don't have kids can relate to. And this is not to, you know, X out all of my friends who don't have children, but there's something about having a mom tribe where, like, they just get it. And so if you need to rely on them, please do. That can be your sister. That can be your neighbor. That can be a mom from your kid's school. If you guys can grab coffee, whatever you need to do, carve out that tribe for yourself because it literally takes a village. And unfortunately, as Nigerians, we're no longer back home where you really have that village. A lot of things are DIY. We're doing it ourselves. So give yourself grace and find your tribe. And in addition, in addition, please, 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 I can't stress this enough. Everything looks beautiful on social media. Everything looks perfect on social media. <laughs> if y'all want to see my house <laughs> in real life, I, you know, someone came over on the weekend and they were like, oh my gosh, your house does look like how it looks on social media. But I was also telling her. Well, I'm not going to take big- a picture of all this stuff and put it on social media. So. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you do not see my house when it's at its worst. You do not see the playroom when I haven't rotated the toy in over a month because I can't even bring my mind to think of toy rotation and the mm-hmm. table and chair. They are literally upside down in the playroom. When you come as a guest, I just close that room. If you have no business in that room, you're not seeing that room. <laughs> and <laughs> I will not be posting any, oh, this is my baby concentrating on an activity if the room is a mess. It's the honest truth. So, yeah. social media is nothing but a facade. Yep. Oh, yeah. It's yep. nothing but a facade. Well, as lovely, lovely. It's always lovely conversations here. And um, I hope the people that relate, that are listening to this, we always appreciate the add ons. So, please feel free to. Put in your own one or two coins and how you're figuring out this whole thing. We are here for it. Um, again, we are a community of mother supporting mothers. There's no hood like motherhood. Yep. <laughs> Thanks Awa. It's been a wonderful, wonderful conversation with you as always. No, thank you both for sharing openly. If you're looking for a second co-host, hit me up. Have your people talk to my people. Sure, thanks for your plug. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, well, look at that turn down. She's like, uh, thank you, but we won't be needing anything. But since you threw it out I there. Honestly, I can't do it. You guys together. I can't. No, no, no. She, she mm. shut it out so politely. She's like, thanks for that. And then she didn't say the other part, which is, thanks for that, but we won't be needing you know, a third okay. co-host. Okay. I don't know if you've heard about this, that um, anything that comes with, with all due respect is actually disrespectful. It's disrespectful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that. It's really no thanks for your for your input. Nobody asked you. She's like, she's like, how do we ask you to join one episode and now you're trying to talk about this show? You guys take several seats. Oh it's okay, Aisha. I see you. That brings us to the end of the episode. Thank you so much for coming, Awa. We really love this and we'd love to have you back, definitely. And um, we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for having me. 
if you're hearing this message, you've listened to the entire episode. And for that, we want to thank you from the very bottom of our heart. We hope you enjoyed this new episode. And if you did, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Please share this episode with others who may be interested in this topic. Also, feel free to let us know what topics you would like to see or have us cover in the future. Get in touch in the comments or on Moncast social media networks. Mom, just so you know, there's no way to be the perfect mother, but a million ways to be a good one. Thank you.